just uh, let's just get right into it, Bill. Welcome everybody. Yeah, tech welcome. yeah. This is Tech Yeah. This is episode four. Episode three, I think, was a resounding success. Hmm. I felt really good about it. Jury's still out on that one. That was free form. It was it was wild. Okay. It was wild. But I, I liked I liked the wild nature of it. I think it was a there was a raw, visceral realism to it that you only get so often magic in a bottle it felt pretty good and the lack of uh facts was comforting yeah we're good at not having facts yeah that's kind of uh our forte i like it is is not focusing on the details or the facts just kind of saying usually bad takes on things right yeah pretty pretty uninformed pretty uninformed (laughs) So this is episode four. This is Tech Yeah. This is the number one rated podcast starring your hosts Tony and Bill. That's true. In the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. The number one, the number one podcast, including us in it. Yeah, in the world, in the world, worldwide. Yeah. Actually, in the galaxy. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting news. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I, thanks, I didn't know that. I thank all the listeners for uh, yeah. for making us number one. Thank you for being in here. That really specific. Uh, that really specific region and uh, category. Style, category. Says, yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Uh, how you doing? How you doing, Bill? How's Pretty good. It was a productive week. Um, I'm gonna not worry about um, sounding like I am too focused on uh, flying because I am a student pilot, so that is one of the only things I think about. So I'll have periodic updates on that. But this week, I got a couple of logistic things out of the way, which were kind of weighing on me. They're not done yet, but they're enough in motion that I feel good about it. So I've got my FAA medical uh, check planned. Uh, not planned. That's a stupid thing to say. Scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that appointment next week. Uh, and that's a quick one. It's just like, can you read and stand up on your own? And, you know, it's pretty basic 20 minute little check. But do your guts work? Stuff. Like yeah. That. yeah. Um, but in order to fly solo, I do need that check. So once I have that done, then I will be able to go fly by myself, which is both extremely terrifying, but also very exciting. Um, and then I also got my uh, background check and badge approved for the airport I fly out of, which is a commercial big airport but i need to get onto the ramp in order to get to the airplane by myself so i need a a specific badge for that airport so those two things once those are done um then i'll be able to to get my solo hours out of the way which is freaking crazy the jwa right yeah 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 so that that's kind of cool. It's it's a little nerve wracking. I mean, they're big big steps in you know that process. But just thinking, imagining walking out to that airplane, getting in it by myself, starting it up and going somewhere, is crazy. Really strolling out on the yeah. tarmac, you know, by yourself. It's crazy to think that it's coming soon. In a blazer. Oh man, I'm gonna the Bretling on. I'm gonna dress up. I'm not gonna go up in like you should totally dress shorts. Up. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go tie like full on like 1950s fedora. Yeah, Captain Bill. Yeah, we'll call you once you fly, Captain Bill. Solo, we'll yeah. call you Captain Bill. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that that is something I can do for you. Love it. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, it's pretty good. We had the um the New Egg picnic last weekend. I didn't go. How I was know. it? I know you didn't go. I was there. <laughs> um, they weren't there though. Who? New egg? Got people listening. Yeah, they weren't there. Some yeah. of them might be. Some of them That's were. true. Probably most of them. I'm sure we have some cohorts that listen to the show. So um, it was pretty good. It was fun. 
Um, the weather was hot. You know, the L.A. County Fair is like a big paved hot place. So it was hot, but the food was good. They had a raffle. We had, I don't know, free sodas and balloon animals and ice creams. So that was nice. Um, and the fair was just the fair, right? I don't ride fair rides. I think it's a mm-hmm. terrifying prop- proposition proposition yeah. to get on those things. Um, my friends went on a ride and when they got off, they told me they saw zip ties. So I felt justified in not wanting to ride fair rides. Comforting. Yeah. So, um, so that was good. Uh, other than that, just, uh, streaming, um, played a lot of that call of duty blackout beta last weekend and, uh, you know, that ended up being a fun game. I really liked it. When we played it last week, it was, it was goofy. It was a, it was right in the middle of Fortnite and, uh PUBG. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it sat in a good place as yeah. far as uh a fun game to play um to kind of offered kind of what I wanted out of a uh, battle royale, you know. It looked good. It didn't look as cartoony as Fort or you know, it didn't. It doesn't look cartoony like Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um but it doesn't have the super serious nature in terms of guns and and equipment like like PUBG does. Yeah, it has an interesting art style. Yeah. That I I found enjoyable. Yeah. And then um yeah, uh like tonight last week went to trivia. So trivia night in Pasadena. Those are fun. Yeah, we uh used to do a regular thing in Covina, um, but that that group kind of died down, or at least the people we played against. So we started winning too much. And it kind of mm-hmm. took the fun away, right? Yeah, like it was like a no brainer. So this one we're going to now is at Barney's Beanery, and it is packed. Really? So, yeah, Tough questions, too? Like- uh, I like that the questions aren't crazy. So it's like it's more like managing how you run up your score, right? Like with doubles. Like, okay, yeah. Like you might – because like so for every round, there's like uh, you know eight to ten questions. If you get all the questions right or if you think you have them all right, you can double down on that card. Oh, I got it. So you it. get okay. double points or zero points. Yeah, if right, you if miss you, any of if them, you, miss any, you get zero. You get zero, right? So it's more like, oh, I'm pretty sure we got all these. Let's double down, or it's like, oh, so there's some gamesmanship along with the trivia memory, yeah, yeah, which I like. I like that. I mean, I've been to trivia's that are way too hard, like way too trivia focused, mm-hmm. and those are a little uh, unfun. You know, it's like kind of having a giant group is what makes you win, right? Because you have someone that knows everything, right? Um. So this kind of adds like yeah some gamesmanship a little bit of like oh it's late in the game we got to double on everything no matter what like let's give it a shot let's see what we get you know Which going is all fun. in um, and also in the meantime I've put together a little a little game oh for you. sweet yeah I made a little game I like for games you, Bill. and I went ahead and I found a list of the world's top ten most famous aircraft. Oh, nice. And I'm going to give you <laughs> some details. I'll slowly give more and more detail. Okay. Of okay. each one. I'm going to go right down a list. And um, and I just have to guess what plane you're referring to from the details. Just guess what plane I'm okay. referring to. Listeners can kind of chime in and guess when they okay. think they know. And that way, they'll know if they're smarter than There's some right. audience participation. So if you get it before I do, you are smarter than I am. Yeah. And I, okay. I would suggest if you do get it before Bill, send us a tweet and call Bill dumb. Okay. Right? Our Twitter is Techia Podcast at, yeah, at Techia Podcast, and our Gmail is Techia Podcast at Gmail. Yep. So hashtag I'm smarter than Bill. Hashtag I'm smarter than Bill. Okay. So our first plane 
This is uh, in history, I, right? Like, there's no. It's not. It's any plane from any country. Yeah, they're anything. not in a specific okay. order of right. like time. Um, although I will give you kind of hints as far as like, like this one where we're talking about a specific plane. Okay. Like one plane. Yep. Um, it's a biplane. All right. Uh, it says it's at the forefront of aviation history. The Wright Flyer. The Wright Flyer. Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Uh, this is just hanging up in the Smithsonian right now. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. This one I think you'll know too. Really fast. Okay. This is the world's first supersonic airliner. Bell X One. It's the oh a supersonic airliner. Mm-hmm. I apologize that that would be the Concorde. The Concorde. Yeah. Very good. Uh, you know you were wrong there. I yeah I jumped I jumped, jumped the, gun. the gun. Damn it. Uh, this is also a very easy one. All right. Okay. Uh, this is not a specific aircraft, but an air traffic control call sign, uh, most often used by private aircraft that is primarily designed to transport a specific person. Uh, I'm going to say Air Force One. It's Air Force One. Okay. Yep. Cool. Currently a Boeing BC-25. According to this, this might not be up to date. There's 747s, but I don't. I'm not familiar with that designation. That might be uh, the corp- yeah, it's a, corporate it's a version, version of, of that. Okay. okay. Now this one is tougher. All right. Right. This is uh, arguably the most universally respected and loved aircraft in the world, designed mm. by R.J. Mitchell. Okay. It's a single-seat aircraft. It's a British aircraft. Single-seat British aircraft. It's most famous for its role during the Battle of Britain in World War II. Okay, the uh, Supermarine Spitfire. Supermarine Spitfire. V-12 Merlin engine. There you go. Yeah. Rolls-Royce Merlin. Rolls-Royce Merlin. Yeah, okay. Okay, you'll know this one real fast. (laughs) Okay. You're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of proud of myself here. You're doing pretty good. Uh, this is the largest passenger airliner in the world. All right, this will this will determine the date when you pulled this. It's either an Airbus A three eighty or a seven forty seven, depending on it's when this was. A three eighty. A three eighty. Okay. I knew if you asked me, I would have been like yeah. an A three eighty. Yeah. Okay. This is another uh, another specific airplane, another single seat monoplane. Okay. Uh. Probably World War Two. I don't want to give away. Well, c- can I just guess just based off of that? You can guess. I'm going to guess and just say a P-51. It's a specific airplane. Oh, a, a specific airplane. It's a named airplane. Named airplane. Okay, mm-hmm. so a... Um, It's like... It, it's probably... It could be like Spirit of St. Louis. Spirit of St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. It's like everything I said would have been like such a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. So that that was flown. Um, it was the first airplane that went from New York to Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very very odd I didn't looking. Say Lindbergh. Yeah, say very odd looking airplane. Yeah. So they had um, the the very interesting story on in how that plane became the one to make that crossing. It was a race to to actually do that. So there were challengers from Europe, from the U.S. They were multi-crew usually um they were large world war ii um 
bombers that they used because they thought that had the most range. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all thought that Lindbergh was crazy to do it by himself. Um, and they, when they designed that plane, the entire front end of it was all fuel tank. So there's actually no forward facing window. So he had, he was navigating by looking out the side of the airplane and was up for, I think it was like 36 or 38 hours, 33 straight. hours, 30 33 hours straight, um, doing that flight and totally insane. Okay. Next airplane. Cool. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a six seater monoplane. Okay. Uh, Six seater monoplane. All right. Long range and rugged design. Uh, It was a popular choice for attempts to cross the Atlantic. The Atlantic. It was flown by a very famous pilot. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm going to guess that this is, if if it, if I'm correct, this is one of my favorite airplanes. And I think one of the most beautiful airplanes ever is it a uh, Lockheed Electra? Lockheed is correct. Lockheed Vega 5 Lockheed Vega. It's Amelia Earhart's uh, airplane. All right. So Amelia Earhart did fly the Vega, but she also flew the Electra, which is what she ended up crashing in. So similar looking plane. All right. Let's get into some, let's right. get into some real stuff right here. Lockheed Vega. Damn it. Yeah. What are you going to do? All right. How cool of a name is that, though? It is a good Lockheed Vega. So this is considered the first truly global business jet. Uh, it says it has a firm place in the hearts of all aviation enthu- enthusiasts. Uh, launched in 1987. Oh, late. Um, Learjet. Uh, the unmatched range allowed private passengers to travel anywhere in the world with just one fuel stop. Slick design, spacious interior. Okay, so you say personal... Uh, say that first line again. Corporate jet, is mm-hmm. that what you said? And it's not a Lear jet. Business jet. Business jet. It's not a Lear jet. It's not a Lear. Unless it's... No, it's not a Lear Okay, jet. so business jet now would kind of be, I would think, more of a personal, a private jet. Business jet, one-stop... That's probably a Constellation Super Connie. It's got two Rolls-Royce Tay-611-8C engines. Travels at Mach. Is it a Citation? It's a Gulfstream. Shoot. Gulfstream G4? G4. Okay. That's a little big. That's a that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are tricky. That's a tricky one. All right. Gulfstream. So, here we go. Top ten most famous planes, though I. Hmm. I would think a Lear would kind of yeah. Sit Lear in is that spot. more famous because it was the kind of the first one. It was in Pink Floyd songs, but I think Lear was before this. Oh yeah, way before. So, so that eighty-seven should have took you away from Lear Jet. Yeah, I'm just saying. If this was me getting quizzed, <laughs> um, okay. This is from 1996. It's a private aircraft. Uh. It offered a cost-effective competitor to the twin turboprop aircraft. It's the most popular selling private jet in the world for the past five years. It is a jet? Mm-hmm. Let me see. 96. 
and it's a twin engine, obviously twin twin engine jet. Hmm. Ninety. It quickly became a favorite with private jet passengers and aircraft operators alike due to its speed, high passenger capacity, and low cost comparison to its competitors. Following its success of this aircraft, manufacturer also developed uh, two other models, which featured new engines and other improvements to performance. I'm just going to say Citation. It's a Cessna Citation okay. XL. Oh, Cool. I know the Cessna Citation 10 very, very well. That's See? a badass plane. That was pretty good. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure. A tough one. I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> okay. I don't know if this is like for real. Okay, is it a model or is it a specific plane? It's a specific aircraft. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a suborbital spacecraft designed to carry space tourists. The aircraft was op- which offers an open cabin, large viewing windows. Uh, is this that that Virgin space thing? Yeah, it's Spaceship Two. It's All right, dumb. Yeah. I don't really. All right, you want most famous air? I could pick like ten other f- aircraft more famous than that. Yeah, I don't think. Th- I mean, I would no B seventeen, no P fifty one. I would say even in today's era, uh, like Musk's falcons are more famous than those right yeah you know f-14 a-10 i don't know when these were written i'm gonna give that you that was a good quiz though i like that i'm gonna give you an eight out of nine okay. which is yeah that's that's fair i'm gonna take out that that last one i missed the learjet you missed the learjet or you know the gulf the, the g4 gulf Stream. yeah but everything else you got and i'm impressed okay well that was i mean that segues actually perfectly from the low orbit it's time spacecraft. for the news. News time. It's not really news. It's not news. That's do we news. ever actually do news? Not really. No. They're just like stories. It's time for the newsworthy things. But this actually, <laughs> this is as close as we've gotten to news. This is two days old as we're recording this, so you'll hear it a week later. Well, not a week, like like <laughs> five. Pretty, it'll yeah. be five days old. Almost. When you're here. Okay, it's Thursday. Yeah. It'll be up on Monday. Yeah, that's behind the curtain, guys. We record Thursday in the evening, yeah. and you get it Monday. Maybe we'll try and push that up. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Depends on how much we stutter and how much needs to be edited out. Yeah, it's uh, it's not it's not always easy to edit. I have a lot to do. I have a full time job. Let's just not edit. Just don't even edit. It's so gross. Just don't edit just it. go raw. It's all just like, yeah. That's oh god. It's, uh, it's the opposite it's, of ASMR. It's making me cringe just like hearing it. Oh. oh my god and you don't realize how many times you say yeah and sound like a real idiot until and, um, you edit yeah we I just, usually leave the ums just all com- we just use them as commas yeah like i leave the ums and the um like weird breaks i don't like shorten it at all but uh i definitely got to get rid of the yes okay that's fair enough all right let's get the story. all right so check this out first spacex passenger identified as japanese billionaire um yusaku need help with the name yeah Read that for me. Yusaku Maizawa. That's what I'd say. Maizawa. Maizawa. Okay. We'll call him Yusaku. Yeah. Yusaku-san. Okay. So that's... Yusaku's probably his family name. So. Okay. So there's... So that's the that's the headline. Now this... um, This story in general isn't... I didn't find it super interesting, but I, there are parts of this that I find deeply interesting. Well, do you know who the businessman is? No. He owns like the largest e-commerce company in Japan. In Japan. Okay. He's super rich. It's like Zozo Town. Zozo Town? 
All right. I actually ordered a Zozo suit this week by coincidence before I saw the story. <laughs> and it's a polka dot black bodysuit you wear. It's going to be ridiculous. That's awesome. Uh, and they scan your body in and then they send you clothes that are fit to like your shape and height and body. Okay. So um all i know is he has that company and he's like the largest e-tailer in japan yeah okay it's right yeah it's right here so japanese billionaire was identified on monday as the first passenger on a planned private trip around the moon on a spacecraft designed by california-based spacex so he says i choose to go to the moon which is a quote from kennedy um so yaku um yusaku said uh to cheers and applause that the company uh, company's headquarters Monday night. So again, a week ago from when you're hearing this, uh, the 42 year old made his money founding Japan's largest online fashion mall and is estimated by Forbes to be the 18th richest person in Japan with a net worth of almost $3 billion. So it's kind of interesting that he's the 18th richest person and he's flying himself to the moon essentially. So that's kind of cool. Um, the reason why I found this uh, article interesting like I said, there's there's multiple layers to this that I think we'll have fun discussing. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the first the first thing is, well, I don't even know if it's the first thing, but one thing. One thing is it's insane that we're sending people up into space for fun now. We've we've gotten to the point, uh, technology wise, where we can afford to have private citizens pay to have themselves go to the moon. Yeah, and actually, like. Uh it's weird because they were talking about I was listening to something about this on a podcast this morning and they were talking about, um, you know, how much would you pay to go to the moon? And so one guy said like one hundred thousand dollars or something. Um, and I guess when you looked into it, the S, the price are actually trying to charge for this is like less than one hundred thousand dollars to like, wow, go to the moon to like loop around the moon, because I guess this craft will will carry like a hundred people. It's reusable. Yeah, it's reusable. It'll take like a hundred people up to a figure eight and then land. Yeah, and um, and yeah, the price I don't remember what it was, but it did not. It wasn't a million dollars, right? It was not an astronomical number. It was a, a lot of money, but uh, yeah, you've got to have fu money for sure. But you know, we're making podcasts. I'm thinking we could get there. Yeah, if you guys share this with enough of your friends and this takes off, we could probably do a podcast from uh, Earth or from the moon. From the moon. You tell a friend, they tell a friend, they tell a friend. It'll we're, take we're off. Pod- we're podcasting from the moon. Yeah. So so that is super interesting. And that's a good point that you br- bring up, um, you know, the actual price of it. It's not, you know, you don't need $3 billion in order to do this, which is, you know, originally why I was like, well, he's this, you know, 17th, 18th richest man in Japan. So, you know, how far down the list in the world is he? This seemed to me when I first saw it, I'm like, this is a, you know, like oil shake from Saudi Arabia that has the you know the largest yacht in the world kind of mm-hmm. expense. It's not. So that was from a technological standpoint and a cost perspective. It's crazy that we're able to do that. Then it moves on to the spacecraft that he'll be taking. And... <laughs> If you don't know, SpaceX is owned and founded by Elon Musk. Yeah, I know that. And Oh, I know that. The the All name right. of the rocket that he'll be going up in is the Big Falcon rocket. Now, if you just see if you read that or see it in print and don't say it out loud quickly, it's very easy for that to go over your head. He named the rocket that he's sending a private citizen to the moon with the Big Falcon rocket. Mm-hmm. 
That takes some big falcon balls in order to call your rocket the big falcon rocket. Well, I don't know if you remember, like, from Doom, like, the game. You yeah. know, like, the gun was called the BFG, the big fucking gun. Yeah. It was just, you'd call it BFG. I, I feel like it's definitely an homage to kind of that that big fucking gun, big fucking rocket, big falcon rocket. It's not an homage. It's just a flat out, this is what I'm calling it, but I can't actually get away with saying, dropping an F-bomb. Well, not in the name of his rocket. Yeah, that's a but that's rude. why that's I mean, a yeah, crude. Yeah, he's he's such a troll, and it, you know it says the, the launch of the BFR at Kennedy Space Center to put on the Tesla. Like, I mean, it's he's trolling us so hard, and I absolutely love it. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, this guy is on a freaking roll, mm-hmm. um, which brought up the the latest news from concerning Elon Musk. Besides him smoking pot on Jeff Rogan's. He took a hit of marijuana. Yeah. I saw it. It was distasteful. It was you irresponsible. I was so outraged. Um, it's just so funny. Like, yeah, the reactions are so funny as he's like, as they're drinking whiskey, right? Yeah. And he takes like <laughs> a, a a partial hit off of a joint. Everyone's just like, I, how could he? How could he do this in a state where it's legal? In a state where it is legal, where you can literally. Drive a block away. I dr- you, I can drive a block away from my house, walk into a store, and buy marijuana with just my ID. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is insane to think that like somehow we're going to like crucify this guy because he smoked a little marijuana on a show. It's like the G. I heard the, um, this analogy made. It, it'd be like if the CEO of General Motors went to another state and had a beer. It's <laughs> like yeah. that's that's how stupid that's it how, is. That's how like extreme yeah. it is. But this is a little bit more serious, but at the same time super trolly. Okay, I got to hear this. So the S this is from uh Ben Bain from Bloomberg and it says can Elon Elon Musk tweet that the SEC may have an opinion. So Elon Musk tweeted I am considering taking Tesla private at $420 and 69 cents. Oh. <laughs> Funding secured. So that was the tweet he sent out. And, you know, the stock price goes up and there was fluctuations and crazy stuff going on. So the, the SEC basically is looking into, you know, did he do anything improper by tweeting this? Is this insider trading? Is this, you know, is there a fine involved in this? What laws did he break? Potentially other regulations, all that kind of crap. But $420, big Falcon rocket. Four hundred and twenty twenty dollar per share. Four twenty sixty nine. Four twenty sixty nine. Yeah, don't forget the sixty nine. That's the most important part. Um, not a flame, flo- not a flamethrower, flamethrower. It's not a flamethrower. A he he named his company a uh, you know another company of his the boring company. They make tunnels. They bore underground, so yeah. he called it the boring company. He's a nut job. He's a nut. Job. I I love him. I absolutely adore him. Yeah, I mean, I get. I sort of get why people are like out on him, but you know, I I think it's so it's so funny, right? Because like people are like, I can't believe he's trying to build a submarine, and you know, it's all for publicity. But it's like, so what? Like to me, like people scream and moan that like rich people don't don't do enough and don't put their money where their mouth is and don't try and help. You know what I mean? And you got one rich person that is vocally like, I'll help. I'll help for anything. Give me a chance and I'll help, you know? 
And immediately everyone's response is like, oh, you just want publicity. And it's like, what do you want these people to do? You know what I mean? Like, are they not allowed to, like, tweet that they're helping? Are they, like, do they have to be these silent benefactors to the good of of whatever you decide is, is justified? Like, there's this, um, I am, I think all, um, I think all altruism is in some ways, born of selfish desire you know like like i like i volunteer i like to help people and you know what it feels good like like a a big part of what makes me do those things is that it gives me a positive feeling um it makes me feel like i'm better than you because you don't help people and you're an asshole you know what i mean like like a lot of that is selfish and i and and if that means i shouldn't help people then like fuck off man you know what i mean (laughs) Like for real, uh, and so like uh, it's just it's so amazing to me like the the reaction he gets. I I think that the reaction that he gets is not too dissimilar from other mega geniuses in in history. Yeah, Da Vinci, uh, Galileo, all these guys that were ridiculed for their ideas and their actions. They were seen, you know, they were nut jobs. Some of them, you know, were even murdered or jailed um for going against common thinking or the church or you know some mm-hmm. general you know uh i hate this word but zeitgeist you know it's like they're they're I like that word they're so against the grain that it scares people because they don't understand it and listening to to Elon Musk speak about things and seeing some of the things that he's doing um, and reading into them a little bit more than just a billionaire kind of philanderer, philanthropist kind of thing, um, which is what I originally thought that he was. You know, he he makes an appearance in a really crappy Iron Man movie as you know the Playboy billionaire. Um, without knowing too much about him, he he does have that aura of a Playboy billionaire. But at his heart, he's an engineer, and you know he did that CBS interview where. Uh, you know, he said that he works 120 hours a week and Joe Rogan had, you know, asked him like, what do you do? And he's, he said like, I'm engineering things. Like I am actually sitting down making things. Um, and you can just, you can see by his interactions with people and some of these interviews that he's done lately. And I think the, the headlines like, is Elon Musk losing it? Is he going crazy? I think it's more he's he has recently put himself out there a little bit more than he has before. I think he's the same exact guy that he's always been. Yeah, I can see that. But he's just for whatever reason tweeting more, going on interviews, going on podcasts a little bit more and letting people inside his completely off of this planet brain. Yeah, I think he spent a lot like a a a long period of trying to cultivate these companies like kind of hiding for his public person or his persona because of he felt like it was protecting the value of these companies. Right. And I feel like he's gotten to a point now either by like, because he's so financially independent now or by, um, you know, just psychologically he's reached a point that he feels this way, but you know, he just feels free to like say what he thinks needs to be said. Um, I mean, I think it's like, uh, after watching the Joe Rogan interview, I really think he's just reached a level of like fatalism where he's just like, the robots are going to kill us. <laughs> like, uh, 
you know, the earth is going to die. Like, uh, I might as well be me while I'm here. You know what I mean? Like while I have a chance, otherwise, like, you know, why go down silently is like this, this idea that made these things and not ever kind of, kind of live my life, not ever kind of be myself. And, you know, cause I think, you know, I, it, 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 to me, it calls into question like a deeper thing and a thing that I think comes up a lot with people. And, um, you know, it's going to be weird because I'm about to say some names here that don't directly align with Elon Musk. But you look at people like Kanye West and um, and some other kind of prominent Twitter figures. Right. And um, I think the similarity there isn't that they're geniuses. I think that they're eccentrics that refuse to be um they refuse to live the twitter life you know what i mean i think that there is a an ideology and a language and a um and a uh an expected course of of action uh in social media now that you either adopt or you become like a pariah you know you become ostracized and um and i feel like both of them have decided that they're not going to adopt that language. They're going to kind of do it the way they want to. And you've seen them both become um, pariahs for it, right? Be be quickly demonized, be quickly like pushed away from from these these groups that once embraced them. And um, and I think it's crazy. You know, I think it's crazy this uh, expectation of perfection we want from these social media figures. At the moment they expose themselves as human beings with um, with their own ideas that we immediately think that they're uh, worthless and um, and like, uh, you know, unsalvageable, you know. Yeah, I mean, going back to like, you know, in history back in time when when geniuses were also made as pariahs, there's just they didn't have the Twitter didn't exist. So Twitter now is like the market was back in Florence in Italy, Yeah, you know, so just, it's a lot bigger pool of people. So everyone's going about their business. Everyone kind of looks the same. Everyone's doing the same thing. They're, you know, buying their apples at the apple cart and going to the next thing and talking to their friend. And, you know, it, it was, that was the community and it was smaller, but it was still, everyone was acting like everybody else. And then you've got, you know, guys like Michelangelo, you've got uh, Mozart, you know, these guys that are geniuses and express it in the mediums that were available to them at the time, whether it's music or art or, you know, scientific theory in some of their cases like Galileo and all these things that they um, had access to at the time. Um, They were still pariahs on a smaller scale because the world was a lot smaller. But I think it's more that they're, um, they're in the position that they're in because of who they are and social media, because it's fickle and there's a cycle to it, will pick up on it at different times. Um, as it becomes, you know, as they, you know, kind of collectively become aware of it. And that's why, you know, like, Kanye West, he goes on a Twitter rampage and people pick up on it and, or, you know, he'll go on a talk show and people will think it's weird. And same with Elon Musk. Um, you know, look at somebody like Dave Chappelle, who he, he's a genius, I think. I agree. Um, and he lost it 
to some extent. Like he kind of got burnt out or went nuts or whatever, you know, however you want to describe what his little hiatus was about. But he went, he chose to go off the grid. Yeah. So you never heard about him and you never, there was no, there wasn't any social media backlash because he wasn't there. That's how he chose to. And I think it's funny that it's, you know, I do it too. And you do, we frame it as like going nuts. But I think the, the reality is like, they just wanted to be people. You know what I mean? Like, like when you said, like when we were like, oh, Elon Musk is losing it. And it's like, no, he's just like talking like your dad talks or like you're like you talk when you're with your friends. Like, you know, like we all say crazy shit like, you know, because we have the privilege of like having these private conversations and saying crazy fucking things that no one else hears or our stupid friends laugh about. And um, and, you know, if anyone if you publish that to the masses, you know what I mean? Or like, um you know, everyone would be like, oh, this person's insane. You know, they've lost their minds. If you took any of the things we say on our streams and like and like summed us up by those statements, you know, you would think we've lost it, too. But the reality is like these people have just found the the strength in themselves to kind of just be who they are, regardless of the medium. And um and I think that that's empowering, you know what I mean? And I think the fact, you know, like Dave Chappelle, you can choose to do it however you want. You know, I don't think, you know, wanting to kind of go have a farm and do it and just kind of isolate yourself is a bad thing. I don't think wanting to post all your crazy thoughts on Twitter is necessarily a good thing. All I'm saying is it doesn't frighten me that someone wants to say their dumb ideas on Twitter, right? Like millions of people are doing it. We only seem to care when they're um, when they're rich. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> 100%, but I think Elon Musk has the the rich part and he has the crazy idea part. Yeah. And that's where it goes back to guys like Galileo and Da Vinci where what they were saying see like the actual content was crazy. And I agree to some extent that what we say privately, you would uh, if that got out publicly, we would all seem nuts. I 100% agree with that, but I think the difference with Elon Musk with Kanye with you know, the other geniuses from the past are that the actual content, what they were saying is nuts compared to the, the cultural norm. Like you're, you're at the dinner table. Your dad's not going to talk about the, you know, your cortex is speaking to one another and how it's going to affect AI and throughput. Like, you know, you could say crazy, but I talk, talk about simulation theory and shit with my friends. You know what I mean? Like I get into, I get into some heady weird shit and maybe it's not as founded in like, um in like science right but you know he's an engineer too he's not like a neuroscience no he's very much an engineer and calculated and everything yeah so it's like you know when he talks about simulation and all these things like just like me these are just his thoughts you know and so i mean that's what i'm saying i think it's genius but i also think it's like these are the kind of thoughts that people that are willing to share their thoughts feel you know what i mean like like we've all felt displaced from reality. You know what I mean? We've all felt um we've all felt like like the um like the reality we live in doesn't make sense or that like you know what I mean? Like we've all had those kind of existential doubts in our lives, right? And if you say it to your friends while you're hanging out, drinking a beer, it's a conversation, but if you tweet it, then you're a fucking maniac. Well, if you, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you tweet it and you've got anyone paying attention to yeah, you, yeah, then you're a yeah. maniac, right? Right, but he, Elon, 
I he's probably not the biggest genius on the planet. Probably not by a long shot. Yeah, right? no way. Yeah, not by a long shot. So what makes him different is that he throughout his career had the courage to just go for whatever he felt and whatever he thought was the right thing to do. And that and same with Kanye. Like he's probably not the best artist on the planet by a long shot. Yeah. But he's got the confidence to just put out what he thinks is his best work to the world. Yeah, that's with, the craziness. That's you know? the crazy part. It's the it's the lack of you know it's it's like athletes too. I mean, you have to be like good shooters in basketball. They have to be crazy enough to think that even though they just missed seven shots, that the next one's going to go in. Yeah, you got to give me the ball because I'm the only. One I'm that the best player this, in the right? world. Yeah. I'm going to make this next shot. Like, dude, you just bricked eight in a row. But it's that that like it's not lack of self control or self awareness, but it is just a confidence that most people don't um, uh, don't have, but also don't recognize as confidence. They look at it as arrogance or craziness. Yeah, I see that boldness is definitely... You're crazy. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You're nuts. But he's just... Conf- he knows that what he is thinking in his head is correct and doesn't care what other people think about it. And because of that confidence, we have a great new interesting car company it's got tons of flaws and there's a million things wrong with it you know with tesla there's a million things wrong with spacex but the world is not a worse place because they exist it's pushing everybody forward yeah everyone's moving everyone's yeah you know having to step up their game because this quote nut job has the guts to spend his billions and billions of dollars on these crazy things and let's be real like i think there's something that like you know, hides behind this genius, right? Like, you know, I think of like Bill Gates and I think of like Elon Musk, right? And um, and I think something that like we we fail to recognize in society and that is so important is that genius takes generations, right? Like Elon Musk came from a wealthy family, right? Like a lot of people will boil that down to like, well, he had a rich dad and made some investments and blah, 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 right? But the reality is, like, yes, in order for genius to manifest itself, for someone to really be able to take, to do the work involved in in bringing genius to the masses, it takes generations. It takes, if you want your son to be, or your, or your daughter to change the world, you're going to have to put them in a position that is untenable if they start from nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like private schools and private colleges and nest eggs to invest where they want to invest because you don't gain that boldness or that, um, that bravado by living a life of, of timid hopefulness. Right. I mean, I think you see it more in athletes because, because when, um, when you're in junior high and you are just wrecking people at school, like that bravado comes so naturally in sports. You know what I mean? When when you know you can beat every kid in your school of basketball, of course you're asking for the ball. Of course you're just like, just give it to me. I can wreck everybody here. It's not an issue, right? But when you're in the world of like finance or trying to get your crazy ideas off the floor, it's like you need a background of of dream of being told you can dream and we can invest in those dreams 
and you know like like bill gates right like he did not come from nothing you know what i mean like like um and um and you know i think it's it's disingenuous when a lot of people are like you know like you know people talk about inheritance tax and like you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to pass on your millions to your child and it's like then we we'd all we, we wouldn't have windows right we wouldn't have the genius of microsoft we wouldn't have bill and melinda gates giving billions of dollars to charity right now and we wouldn't have private organizations sending rockets into space that land themselves in unison right like like it takes it takes a community and time and and it takes generations to do these amazing things it takes that to build skyscrapers and 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 churches in the renaissance you know what i mean and uh and i just think it's incredible right like it's just uh it's such a um it's such a like a a a showing of like mankind's like greatness right yeah there's no constraints to it which is why it's so much more difficult which is why there's only one elon musk and one bill gates and you know you maybe throw in steve jobs yeah the circumstances have to be so perfect perfect and you and the limits are so non-existent that you know like the sports analogy you could be really good at basketball and crush everyone and have the confidence you're but you're within the constraints of the rules of yeah, the game. basketball yeah and there's only so much you could do there's only so many points you can score in so little time and whatever but with what what elon musk is doing there is literally no bounds to what he can do except for money and like known physics I mean, if he had if he had infinite money and uh, control over physics, I mean, like who knows what he could do? Yeah, seriously. And you know, and think if he had a like if he had a son, right, and was able to like nurture that child into like what he was nurtured into, like God only knows, like you know what that person could be capable. Like, not that that person would necessarily be a genius. It may or may. I mean, that's what makes it so rare. That may or may not happen. There's like a one in a million chance that his son is like him. But if he was like him and had those opportunities behind him, you know, believe me, there's a million kids born to rich parents in the world that fail. You know what I mean? That don't ever Absolutely. do anything with that yeah. opportunity. But when you get a genius that also has that level of opportunity provided to them, sky is the limit and amazing things happen. Yeah, space right? is the limit. Space apparently. Is, the, if, is it? I don't know. Maybe time is the Who knows? who knows where he's going to get, you know, but it's like, it's, uh, it's just so incredible. It's, it's, it's so unique and amazing to watch. Like, like, like I said, I said this a couple weeks ago, man, like I am so hopeful for the times that we live in right now. It's so exciting. Like there's so many things happening and so much technology just like exploding in our faces. And, um, and it's just, it's a really, it's just such an incredible, exciting time to be alive. And the you know? fact that one of the the leaders in that innovation is the world's biggest troll makes it that much better. It's fun. <laughs> it's it's so super good. fun. Yeah. All right. So kind of completely shifting gears, but similar topic. Um, would you go to space? That's a that's a tough question. Um, like, let's say you were given. Let's say you. I mean, I don't want to scale the price because yeah, yeah I go to space. Yeah, <laughs> like I would go to space. Like that, you. Yeah, I thought about it for a minute. Yeah, I'd go to space. I mean, would you be the first one to go to space if this dude gave you his seat? If it was like that, yeah. If I was coming home, yeah, I'd go. 
But would you be the first one? I'm saying like this is you're, you're taking Japanese billionaire guy's seat on yeah, this first one. They're gonna send some one. test rockets up first. Elon Musk has some fail safes. He's not gonna let that dude die. He's not. He's too smart. He's too smart to create. It's just NASA was smart. No, NASA was taking risks every time, and they knew it. Na- that's why there weren't that many launches, and that's why they stopped doing launches, right? Because they knew they only went to the moon once because they did not have the they tech. They went seven times. But not they didn't land on the moon seven times. They landed on the moon one time. No, they landed on the moon many times. They landed on the moon seven times. <laughs> I'm saying we stopped going to the moon. We stopped going. Because yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. At that time. It's very dangerous. The technology yeah. they had, a single solar flare would just blow them out of the sky. Right? The rocket technology at that time. Like as we know, like was not consistent. You know what I mean? Like we saw this in, in their launches. Well, right? the technology now is b- obviously far superior than what it was. Far there. superior. I mean, the we've it's an adage now that you know we have more computing power in our pockets than the entirety of NASA. Yeah. When they put you know in 1969, um, I'd be nervous. But just think about 1969. Okay, that's literally like. 25 years after world war two like well after we literally just started developing rockets oh yeah it was you know what i mean like most people's lifetime saw the right flyer the first manned powered flight and the moon landing yeah a lot of people saw both yeah well i mean we're a hundred years later now i mean i'm not saying we've got it all figured out i'm just saying like it's a very but you're confident enough in it that you would be you would happily go as the first guy knowing you're coming back safely if I was just this loop-de-loop, uh, you're gone for... You're weak. It's a, a week-long week. trip. You're going around the moon. You're taking a couple of Instagram pictures, and you're coming back. Oh, I'd go for sure. 100%. What about, what about Mars? Would you go to Mars? No. No one-way ticket? It's just too far. Yeah, it's yeah. one way. You're not coming back. There's nothing there. There's no internet porn. Like, what are you going to do on there's, Mars? There's got to be internet porn. It's just going to be really buffery. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, yeah, like, what are you going to do on Mars? Like, I can't play video games. I can't do anything I love to do on Mars. I thought about that the other day. Um, Julia pointed up at the sky, and, you know, there, she's like, is that a planet? And it was a red tent. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Mars. Like, at this time of year, it's usually that. So I pulled out, you know, the Sky Map app. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep, yeah, that's that's Mars. It's weird that you can see the actual red tent. Yeah, it is weird. It's really crazy. But I, you know, I had this moment where I was like looking up at it, thinking like in our lifetime, we're probably going to look up at that planet and a human being is going to be on that planet. I I believe so. I believe that that is going to happen. And that is crazy. That's another planet. We'll definitely have humans on the moon in 10 years. I hope so. Yeah, I really hope they get a moon base going. Well, they were talking about putting uh, nuclear reactors on the moon. It'd be awesome. Right, so if there's a meltdown, at least it's not, yeah, it's not local, right? right? And I don't know how they're expecting to pipe power back. Maybe using some type of fuel cell or, yeah. Well, I mean, like, how do how do the uh, charging docks work now? You know, the what are those? For the computers? wireless, yeah, yeah, wireless charging. I mm-hmm. mean, is it going to be? Are they going to like microwave it back to Earth? And or? let's be honest, we're at a point right now where we could run aligned to the moon if we really like that would be a really expensive hdmi cable though. yeah but <laughs> i mean they they could if we were Trying if they could put nuclear power plants on the moon that could power the planet 
clean, believe me, they would run a cable or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it would, we would be so exposed to like terrorism, right? You know, because you can't defend that whole cable. Well, you know there's I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, the Earth is spinning. Uh huh. The the moon is in geosynchronous, so it's staying put. Yeah, I'm saying. So if, you'd have to run it to a geosynchronous satellite and then run the power from the satellite. You'd have to somehow daisy chain it. Yeah. If if you have to go hard lined from moon to Earth. I'm saying if terrorists wanted to create terror, they could just That's why the that Space Force is for. That's what, oh, dude, I'm joining. That's what the Space Force is for. I'm going to be a... Oh, Captain, Captain Bill. Captain Tony and the Space <laughs> Force. Captain Bill and Captain Tony. Pew, 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 Space pew. Force admirals. Dude, think about that. That'd be, be so rad. We'd be so pimp, bro. Okay, so if you... I'd have, I'd have space chicks, bro. Okay, so, so you... Many space space, so many space chicks. All right, so... You, you're you're going to Mars. I'm not going to Mars. Just say you're going to Mars. Let's say you circumstances dictate that you have to go to Mars. You're doing it. You're on board. You there's no turning back. It's the rocket's already gone. They're sending a supply rocket an, you know, a couple weeks later. So by the time you get to Mars, you've got this supply ship coming with whatever you want on there. Okay. Space chicks? Space chicks are coming later. Because they have, you know, they need the supplies for another humans. Okay. What are you bringing up for your time on Mars? Twenty eighty for that ray tracing. You, I mean, you, you've got a game, right? <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta have that ray tracing at Mars. <laughs> um, but, but like, why? You're not gonna have the internet, so like, you can no. There's internet. You've got data transferring, bro. It'd be so slow. It'd be really slow, but you've got you've got packets of data that you can send back and forth. So you're not going to be streaming Netflix at 4K, but you can send like if you're like, hey, I really I don't have a hard copy of a movie, and you can download it, and it's going to take X number of hours it would or whatever. Be so but hard to interact with chat on Twitch. Twitch chat would be very slow. But what like, like hey Twitch chat, and like 20 minutes later, it'd be like. You're gay. And I'd be like, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. I can't escape it. He's not even here. He got me. This guy got me. But what what do you have? You know, just imagine like what a, would I bring? a container. What what are you bringing? What are you going to do to bide your time on Mars? A grand piano. Okay. I'd learn to play the piano. I'd want like a sick ass giant grand. Yeah. Because it's like, why not? I'm a Mars citizen. I got room. There's plenty of room. You got a whole right. fucking planet. Um, a case of Topo Chico, touch of lime waters, and espresso. So I can have a little espresso in the morning. I need I need my espresso on Mars. Um, I don't know. Can I like grow things there? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would really want to get into like farm to table coffee. I want to grow the beans, roast the beans. Interesting. Grind. I think that'd be fun. This is very interesting. Uh, I think that'd be a lot this of. This is interesting. Tony. I think that'd be a lot of fun. What would you take this, to Mars? Well, this, let me let me. And space chicks. I want big old yeah. boobies too. That's a lot of <laughs> boobies. Well, it's it's interesting that in this scenario where you're by yourself on your own planet, I want some books too. With 
limitless time. You could do whatever you want. You have no, I mean, you've got the government backing you. So you've got food, water, you're, you're being supported to live and you choose to grow caffeine in order to stay awake. You could take as many naps as you want to stay awake. You would just, you would never want to go to sleep. You just want to keep caffeinated. I want to make dope ass coffee. Okay. Just as a hobby, just because you want to do that, not because you want. Yeah, it's just a hobby. Okay. I think it'd be fun to like try different. You know, I. I feel like the um the time involved and in, like really like. Learning like coffee, like really, roasting it and growing it and yeah, and adding the and all the spices yeah, if okay. you want you know to be flavored. So yeah, I think that's a, quite a commitment, right? So I do piano lessons in the morning, go check on my coffee farm. You know, try a, a new blend. Yeah. And drink my Nespresso while I'm working all this out because Nespresso is legit. Right. Um, eat a hot dog and then uh, play a little more piano and then uh, play some video games, right? Beautiful. What would you do? So I would kind of do something similar. I would want a piano. I would want a keyboard. I don't want a full grand piano. I want a keyboard. Why so not? I've got, I Get want some, grand. I want some options oh you want to like sound synth. i would want that was ba- my synthesizer sound <laughs> <That's good. laughs> i was wondering what those noises were um i would i would probably in that scenario i'm probably not coming back so no you're not coming back i would want to create a robot something for a robot of your humankind. wife <laughs> robot wife <laughs> i would want something i would want to spend all my time making things to leave for humanity whether it's music where where you know i would want to have a keyboard so i can have some drums and some other sounds where i can compose some music from mars i would want some sort of um you know maybe not sculpting but like some sort of also physical art where you know maybe it was specific to mars where it's you know using earth not earth but you know like ground dirt mars dirt terrestrial dirt, dirt and creating some sort of physical art to leave behind on mars for future humans to come Grapes. think if you could make a nice martian cabernet Ooh. send back a mars case wine. how much would that be worth Dude, that'd be so expensive that'd be so expensive but i would want you know like like paintings on rocks i would want like art installations on the martian surface I would want digital art in form of music or, you know, uh, photography. What about robot chicks? You're, I'm trying to give back to humanity, and you're just trying to bang weird stuff on a different planet. <laughs> I mean, I, I really feel like as much as you could give back to humanity right now, right? But it's not the same. But but whatever you do on Mars is the first thing from Mars and specific to Mars. So it's this song. I can make a song right now. No one's going to give a shit. If I made a song from Mars and sent it down, and that is the first composed, you know, composed song on Mars, people will listen to it. And so it'll why have, can't you do that while getting a robot hand job? Oh, you could do that too. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I want half of my container to be filled with musical instruments and the other half with different colored fleshlights. Oh, what's that movie, uh, Ex Machina? Yeah. The Robot Girls? Right, yeah. You, know? you can send them. That'd be fine. Yeah, you can send a couple of them. That would be fine. Not DARPA robots. They're not advanced enough to make that worth it. 
Oh, did you see the thing that Disney has a acrobatic robot? No. Is it Abraham? Is it just like Abraham Lincoln? It could be. But it does like trap trapeze tricks and stuff. It looks crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, it looks crazy. Sorry, that's a, that's a tangent. Yeah, okay, no, you want to make tangent. space art. Yeah, I would I would feel like if I'm not coming back to Earth, I would want to make Mars leave humanity's mark on Mars first. As but no, I feel like you want to leave your mark. Y- yeah. I feel like you But I don't I don't care. Like like I don't I've always kind of felt this way. Like I I feel like that selfish desire to like I'm going to I'm gonna leave my mark on this world. It's but like, I, I don't look at it as a sel- as selfish. I look at it as I have been given the opportunity. I am the one that's on Mars, so I am. Whether it's a uh, ego thing or not, I, it's me up there, and everything that I do is the first to be done on Mars. Everything that's that everyone that comes after me. That's the first, like Lance Armstrong's, Lance Armstrong, Neil Armstrong's footprint. I feel better about saying one moon trip after you called Neil Armstrong Lance Armstrong. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> um, Neil Armstrong's footprint on the moon is like a mate. So when we go you're back walk, to the moon, you're going to walk on, there'll be footprints. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to like that that needs to be preserved. Yeah, but he didn't draw a picture of a duck on the moon. No, but you know he, what I mean? Like you don't need to like. I agree, but but he, they didn't stay there permanently. Yeah, but if you had a, there was a spoon that they'd be like, this is the spoon of Bill. Not going to be like, oh, look, Bill drew a, a donkey and a sombrero. Like, like what was he? What this art is so avant garde, you know? No, they're just going to be like, wow, this guy. I don't know. He he really ate. You know, like what what shirts do you wear? That's what they're going to ask Major Tom, right? They're not going to they're going to ask him what is. What emotions he had, you know? They want to know like what brand did he like? How can we? How can we? As a, as opposed to how many loads did this guy shoot into some robot on Mars? They're not going to ask that. <laughs> they're not going to ask that. They're not going to care. They're well. What else are they going to do? If that's all you do is just play piano and bang robots, what what are what are you leaving behind? They're going to think I'm like a, a concert pianist, and uh, they're going to drink to my coffee blend after I'm gone. Someone's gonna come to Mars. And they're gonna taste that blend. You'll oh. have the recipe written down for oh them, my. waiting there, dude. That's gonna be the blend of the year. They're gonna be like, "Oh, this is great Martian blend." This is this may be more telling to our personalities than than any like. Tell me about your childhood. It's kind of making me hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> me too, a little bit. You made me like, dude. That's really selfish. You just want to make a bunch of crap art for people to look yeah, at. Like, you're who not cares? A, you're not a an artist who cares what you draw well it's not i'm not gonna draw anything but i'm gonna take i want to take some landscape pictures i want to get better at photography on rocks you you said you wanted to paint on. i do i want to paint i want to paint some stuff on rocks like an italian caveman yes right (laughs) i don't know what i mean i want to get better at at painting so i could make something worth painting on the mars rocks don't take this wrong i didn't say selfish like it's a bad thing Right, I, I understand it has a negative connotation to say like, "Oh, you have this selfish desire to leave your mark." I think that's very, a very natural, very human desire, right? I just don't care about it. It's just like it's it's. That's why, like, I'm not like concerned with having children, right? Or like, oh, I need to find a, a mate and have kids or anything, because it's like, I don't really give a fuck what I leave behind. Like, I think our our time here on Earth is like, 
so short in the course of like history or like or like uh like time as a whole that it doesn't matter what you do, it's all gonna get washed away. I agree, but if you're the first person on another planet And when humans are extinct, no one's gonna know. Maybe not. But maybe someone finds that planet and says, What the hell went on here? This is amazing. Or this this uh society was on two different planets. Or this dude sucked at drawing. This guy's coffee tastes like shit. Dude, they're going to love the Martian blend. How? I wonder if my robots will still be there. They'll still be there looking just your bones. They'll just be... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. That is gross. The image that I... Oh, yeah. All dusty and Just hot. dusty bones. This Hello, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Yeah. Allow me to jerk you off one more time. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you hear my <laughs> bones rattling? Oh, my God. That's so, so gross. So messed up. All right. We're way over time. That's a horrible place to to leave it, but we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to leave it right there. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger for next week. What happens to those bones? What bone were we talking about? Find out more next time. What are Tony's sex robots doing wandering <laughs> wandering, wandering around Mars after like he's should, dead? I feel like I should write a book. That sounds like a really good novel idea. It does actually. Is and you go, it's it's after the death. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you're piecing together the backstory. Like these two robots are roaming aimlessly around Mars looking for purpose. What if we were both on Mars? Why are they there? Why were they there? What if we were both on different sides of and didn't know and it? Didn't know it. And your side had a bunch of shitty drawings. <laughs> and my side had awesome coffee. <laughs> Mine had shitty drawings and, and Mars synth- wine. a synthesizer and a shitty drawing. If I had a beautiful grand piano and coffee. Yours is just some weird robot orgy. Yeah, it would be. I want it to be like like a Roman hedonism, like like the bath. The bathhouse yeah, of Mars. Yeah. It'll be. All right. I, I told you we got to stop. Bill, where can, pe- stop. where can people find you? Uh, at Bill4LE. On everything. On everything. All right. Go uh, to go to my Instagram. I'm gonna plug the crap out of Instagram. I Instagram the crap out of stuff. Are you big on are you big on IG, bro? I'm not I am big on it as in I'm on it all the time. I'm not big as in a lot of people give a shit what I'm doing. My Instagram is not really tied to my persona. Right? This this person I play on yeah, our podcast. Tone face killer. Yeah, although this is this is definitely me. Like, you know, there's no uh there's no bullshit about this. But yeah, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter. At Toneface Killa, T O N E F A C E K I L L A H. If you really want to add me on Instagram, my Instagram is Tony Baloney858. T O N Y B O L O G N A 858. Spelled it right. Yeah, of course I did. I haven't seen enough Oscar Mayer commercials to know. Um, But you really don't have to. I know that is out of left field. Um, Send us an email if you get a chance. Uh, TechYeahPodcast at gmail.com. We were kind. We were like tech light, yeah. Like tech it wasn't. Light, yeah. I feel like we were more in like psychology than we were about tech. <laughs> yeah, this was. Um, we this went was down a really some... good episode, but it was. Uh, it took some turns. Yeah, like some some dark turns. If anyone is actually listening to this, I would love to hear your take. I would if you guys could send us an email with just like a short paragraph on what you would bring to Mars. I would be interested to see. Yeah, or tweet us. Or tweet us. Yeah, it tweet us at Tech yeah, yeah Podcast. 180 characters is probably a better format for that. Just list out your... Yeah, if, I'll tell you this right now. If you get too many characters, you say weird things like I did. Yeah. Right? Maybe uh, having 
a short box to fill in what I wanted to bring would have been a lot better for my public Yeah, you image. have three items. What <laughs> yeah, are they going to be? Yeah. Is one of them a sex robot? <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't start with sex robot. I said yeah. space chicks. Okay, which is open to interpretation. What does that mean? Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, you know, I said space chicks. Okay. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, this has been episode four. Uh, tune in next week for whatever we decide to do next week. Uh, love you guys. We're out. Love you.